but I didn't feel any, you know, discrimination or racism while I was there. No one tried to like touch your hair yeah. or anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was trying to touch their hair. <laughs> I was trying to find me some Peruvian bundles. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, you were not. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> I remember, yeah, during that vacation, one of the things I remember was that we would approach the bakery because they have lots of bakeries there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as Americans, we all, you like sit and look at the menu for a bit and we decide and then we go forward. Mm-hmm. But the moment you walk in, the bakery person will be like, so what do you want? You know, and you're like, <laughs> and I didn't know how to say like, hold on a minute or like, we need more time. Mm-hmm. So I had my sister and we ran away. Oh no! <laughs> How many bakeries did you run away from? Uh, just the <laughs> one that got away. <laughs> I believe in divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Whatever you believe, be it God, Allah, anything, any spiritual, I really believe because I literally just I said a prayer and I was like, God, like. I need to find a way to go home. I just need, like, I need, I need a way that this is gonna work out. Because if I stay here for an, another year, I'm going to lose it, and I, mm-hmm. like, I'm not ready for it. And like, my therapy wasn't helping either mm-hmm. because she's just like, oh, why don't you just leave? And I was like, if I could just leave, I would. But at the same time, how do I tell uh, my parents that not only are they looking on the black market for U.S. dollars mm-hmm. for a K plus tuition like how do I just say oh yeah I want to leave for two years I was like there's no way and I and somehow like when I was looking for like um, internship positions like practicum positions one of the places I was looking for out of nowhere they're like oh actually we're opening up at our new office and I was like where's this new office and they're like oh it's in Zimbabwe and I was like hey <laughs> You know what I'm like? Oh. Look at God. Look at God. And I was like, and I like I remember feeling like this is meant to be. And I remember like the whole day I had this little notebook and I was like writing down every word that people were saying. Like I didn't even know I would like write it in like English because they didn't know how to write like hot hiragana and katakana or whatever. And then I would like sit in, by myself in like my room at night and like try to like translate all the words and he's like I have no idea what's going on and I remember like going back to my room and being like my brain is so tired yeah, like yeah. because when you grow up somewhere <laughs> where you don't understand everything everyone's saying your brain's not constantly working but when you're like are like brain like now you need to try to pick up everything everyone's saying like try to like learn a new grammar you know mm-hmm. your brain's like ah yeah. so um maybe that's why babies are crying all the time <laughs> like it's really hard my brain's working too hard. It's too much. It's so much. It's so much. Oh, it's funny. Oh, my goodness. They're just, they're just like, please, stop. And um, that was really different, too, because you had to sleep with mosquito nets over your bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. 
And I'm like terrified of bugs. I I can't do it. I get anxiety. So, you know, when they told us that we had to do that, I was like chipping out and I'm like asking my roommate, like, girl, is my net tucked in? Is there any spaces? Like, let me know. Just so nervous, but I was fine. I came back fine. So that was. Like, <laughs> so you didn't get any. You didn't get attacked by any bugs in your sleep, or you didn't wake up to like any huge bugs just sitting in your net, did you? No, thank okay. God. Oh no. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been too much for me. Back to Oxford from Portugal, I was, the next day I was supposed to go to Rome mm-hmm. uh, and lost my passport uh, from oh, no. getting back from the bus that brought me back to Oxford. Uh, so in between walking from the bus to my apartment, I lost my passport in a snow blizzard. Uh, and so I did not get to make my trip to Rome. So I was... For about 48 hours, I was in England with no passport, no money, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, no nothing. And, and graciously, uh, the day after I was supposed to go to Rome, a complete stranger found my pouch with all of my stuff in it, found my email address, emailed oh. me, and then told me to come back and get my stuff, and everything was intact. Oh, so my I was goodness. a little upset that I didn't get to go to Rome. Uh, but at the same time, I was truly grateful that I was able to get all my stuff back. Yeah, you got your stuff back. That's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, which is, it sucks, but then also, I, it gave me the motivation to, to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So any anywhere that I've been since then has been because I've made it happen. Yeah. Um, which kind of is like make boost yourself up a little bit, like yeah, you said I can go, I did go. Mm-hmm. However, that is, yeah. I usually use all my uh, income tax money and just book book everything as soon as I get my income tax check. Yeah, <laughs> don't buy no shoes, no clothes. The first thing I do is buy a, buy a plane ticket and then um, like an Airbnb or something. Mm-hmm. Where so. have you been so far? Um, I've been to Peru. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Cuba, um, London, obviously. I just went to Amsterdam for okay. uh, for twenty. That's so funny. I also went to. <laughs> it was an amazing time. I bet it was. Right now, I'm really focused on Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know me, you know I love Detroit. I love my city. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my requirements for all my scholarships is that you have to be a native Detroiter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like once I'm, you know, established and become bigger, um, I will be able to reach out to those other communities that need us. But um, right now, I'm just centered on my city. My city, maybe I am. I want to get back to the city that created and cultivated me into this dynamic woman. Um, so, yeah, so seeing people in my city... Travel is just, it's so rewarding. It's so, yeah. so great to see that, um, especially when I had, I didn't see a world outside of Detroit until I got to college. Like, I think the farthest I went was, like, 
Ohio and Missouri because I have family from Missouri and then mm-hmm. of course everyone went to see the point if you were from Michigan yes. <laughs> um, but that was like it like I didn't see anything else beyond Michigan Ohio Missouri like that yeah. was it so uh, seeing people like go across the cut like even like not even like you know the world like you're going to Los Angeles like that's a lie you're going to New York like that's traveling like that's mm-hmm. still decolonizing travel like that's yeah you no know, still taking those shackles off and moving to your own spaces um but still um traveling abroad going that extra step and not just leaving you know your own city but leaving your own nation like that's big too so but mommy's daughter actually was getting married so we got to witness like all of the ceremonies and just leading up to it and we really like we we, um we got these dresses like huge things (laughs) so it was so cool oh my goodness that's so awesome what is a good what is a Ghanaian wedding like like what is it like a lot of food and a lot of dancing yeah I bet. <laughs> oh my gosh, that must have been so much fun. Do yeah. you still have the dress? Did you get to keep it? Yeah, I still have the dress. Okay, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I think you definitely should do it. I think um, it's a definitely a great opportunity. You can get out there your freshman year or you can get out there your junior year. Don't wait too long to your senior year because, you know, we don't got time for people to be staying for five years in college. <laughs> <laughs> I just study not to study abroad. We just want you to graduate and get out there and do something. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, but the super seniors, you know, there's a place. No, oh, no, no, not saying there's nothing wrong with super seniors. Oh, okay. no, that's not what I'm saying. I don't want you to stay another year just to study abroad. Oh, okay, gotcha, oh, gotcha. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't coming for the super seniors. No, oh, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want you to have to stay another year to study abroad because you thought about it too late. So it was a huge culture shock. Um, it was huge class shock, I'm sorry, because I wasn't used to that and right. it was like wow, but I think also it was even more of a class shock because the students whom I had became friends with were accustomed to that and I was not mm-hmm. so it was you know they're carrying around Givenchy purchase or Givenchy however you want to pronounce it <laughs> purses <laughs> to dinner and I'm like mm, you know <laughs> so, so it was just like very different Like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. My heart wasn't beating faster than I literally just didn't know what was going on. Cause right. they come up to me, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm with them. Like, mm-hmm. that's like the police coming up to you and saying, hey, ma'am, I need to speak to you, and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who they was. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need no paperwork. Like, <laughs> no girl style cookies for me. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we customs. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like they're handing out a flyer so no I don't want that right. no. I'm like no I don't need nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so to find out they was customs I'm like why is it coming at me 
some reason in China and then even in Taiwan, my brownness somehow is different because it's black, black from African, from African American. Yeah. Like even there are people literally the same shade as me, but people still stare at me. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I try and wrap my head around it. I try and be like, you know, understanding and not so judgy, but sometimes it gets hard because I, I'm a person. I'm right. different. Yes, I feel like you should just look like, okay, that's different, and then go about your business. Like, you don't have to be all up in mine, especially if you don't have to pay no bills. Like, <laughs> you try to hop on some of these deals, Sally May. Okay, she already started to ask for some of my money, so you can go ahead. If you're gonna be all of my business like that, so you can go ahead and just Sally May a call. You know, I don't know, taking donations or something. I actually, I stayed in an Airbnb. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. it, it was pretty unique. Um, my host, uh, the person who ran the Airbnb also worked there mm-hmm. during the day. It was an office. So it was an office, but I also had, it was, had like three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So I had new roommates coming in and out the entire summer. And um, well, I called her my host mom because she basically took me in as a son, sort of, and would just like, Aww. she goes, okay, well, make sure when the new people show up, you tell them where to go, you tell them how to do this. And I, <laughs> Because I am out of or of Arab descent, mm-hmm. she kind of me as her son. It was it was kind of it was funny. Aww. So we, even if I was sleeping in until like eleven on a weekend, she's like, Brian, get up! It's it's, it's eleven. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm paying to live here. But it, it was it was a piece of home, so it was nice. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. The people that did, like, place me as Indian right away were really happy to have an Indian come visit Mm -hmm. because I hadn't recognized until I had gone to the Arab world. Indian soft power actually means a lot there in the sense that everybody loves Bollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I forgot all about Bollywood. (laughs) Yeah. I did too because I, I mean it's not like I'm from southern India so I don't speak Hindi I don't watch Bollywood movies mm-hmm. much as a result yeah. and you know it's not really like I was that tied to watching them after I moved to the states anyways yeah um, so here I was you know worrying people would be racist towards me because I'm Indian and it, it's the opposite they loved me <laughs> they, they loved the fact that I was Indian I would go to the souks to shop and they'd be like you're indian okay here i'm giving this as a discount we love indian people we love like taxi drivers would be like you're indian i'd be like yeah and then they would start speaking in hindi to me and i was like how do you learn this they're like oh bollywood movies (laughs) i taught myself hindi while watching bollywood and they would speak hindi with no trace of an accent and and then i would have to embarrassingly tell them so i don't actually speak (laughs) You know, you could just see their faces fall because they were like, damn, I thought, like, you're finally an Indian. I could speak my Hindi. <laughs> we originally had um, an interpreter who had lived in Japan for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And right before we got started, mm-hmm. he was going to go. He got called back to Japan. Mm-hmm. So he and I had sat down. um 
and we brainstormed some units that we can do with the kids, and then I just kind of tied in our state standards so that it, you know, <laughs> so that it, it would um, mesh. So when he left, we still had to do the curriculum. Mm-hmm. So President Carter, President Carter had um, <laughs> been taking some Japanese courses at Schoolcraft, I believe, and so she started teaching the kids a little bit. Yeah. And then Sorry, I got distracted. I know. That's okay. <laughs> You're really good. I'm like <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> She's sneaking around. I know, dropping stuff, making more noise. <laughs> it's all right. And what's funny? I texted her and said, "Come in quietly." <laughs> She was like, I'm dead. It's all right. It's your home after all. You know, it's okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. No, that's okay. You were saying... like when you're in when you're studying abroad people like to like folks like to like party and whatnot um there and especially like again like we were we would go over like the ways in which like film kind of shaped the nation and like Mm -hmm. nationhood um and i kind of was sitting there maybe it's just like the madisonian in me but i was like yo this shit's riveting this is so cool (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah one of What, like I remember like there was like at least like four different times where I would like look over and see like one of my roommates or something just like passed out and I'd be like how <laughs> like, this is so fascinating and you're missing right. it like I was I remember one time I like woke I like woke one of my friends up I was like what are you doing about heat that's gonna be okay and i actually didn't the heat didn't bother me right um the bugs didn't bother me i had bug spray and i had sunscreen Uh on all the time (laughs) the one thing that i want to say i'll complain about the most Mm -hmm. which is a petty thing is the temperature of the drinks and i say that because (laughs) (laughs) so here's the thing here's the thing i have a thing and this is in the u.s as well right uh-huh. I hate room temperature drinks. Like, oh, that is a pet peeve of mine, no matter what it is. Unless it's, like, something that's supposed to be hot, like tea. I yeah. hate, you don't understand. When people bring me water in a restaurant and they don't put ice in it, I get so mad. And I try not to get mad at the waiter. I just ask them for ice. But it makes me so mad. And I know, and I know this, that it's healthier to drink things at room temperature or warmer because I have digestive problems and my doctor told me that. Mm-hmm. However, my digestive problems are already bad. So it's like, I'm gonna drink what I wanna drink. I learned from Turkey that if you're gonna to go to a protest and there's pepper spray, um, a student at another university said, put lemon in your eye mm-hmm. so the pepper won't sting as much. But won't the lemon sting? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. I've okay. heard of like milk and 
Well, I've heard of milk being a like a. To, I can see that if you get pepper spray, that can like cancel it out. I have but, never heard lemon. Put lemon like before you get pepper sprayed, I guess. But then I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like maybe. I have to look that up. I never heard that before. Maybe there's like a, a benefit that I, I never would have thought of. Yeah, but, okay. he said like they would put lemon in their eye. I'm like okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one cancels the other out. I don't know. That's I feel like thinking. lemon would just be worse. But I mean, I if, if he he's out there, so he knows what right. he's talking about. I don't so. know. I was like, I've never been pepper sprayed. Maybe it's a chemical <laughs> thing. Thankfully, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and that was a really interesting experience, being like in a totally new area of Japan, um, but also alone. Um, but then I ended up, like, I ended up spraining my ankle, like, halfway through the trip. Oh, no. So I was, like... Were you hiking or something? Yeah, I was, like, in, like, a, this mountain sort of area. Oh, and, okay. like, going down, um, sort of, like, a steep, like, steps to, like, a crater. And I, like, ugh, fucking dumbass. And, like, slipped <laughs> and, like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Something happened with, like, my, my leg and my coordination. And I just, like totally messed up my ankle and it was oh, no. I don't know I like panicked so much being like alone in a totally foreign place I personally thought it was way too much okay. in six weeks okay just like so it was basically a tour bus lifestyle mm. like <laughs> it was like real world versus road rules okay but we had to study and, like, do you remember that show on Discovery Kids where, like, they're doing, like, yes, really, I don't oh, know what it is. endurance? Endurance. It was, it was like endurance <laughs> with the amount of stuff they're doing. Uh-huh. But no one got voted out. So, like, <laughs> but we're all, like, drunk and we're all tired uh-huh. and it's wet and it's cold and it's rainy and we're all on this bus. So, like, we spend one day here go back on the bus and travel for six hours. Wow. And one day here, go back on the bus to travel for eight hours. Or one day here, go back and then, oh, here and do this, like, 18-question, you know, homework assignment. And, oh, while you're here, ask people for research. And, oh, like, it's just, it was just way too much okay. in six weeks. Because yeah. New Zealand's two islands. They're not from the south. So yeah. it was just a lot. And I'm surprised no one died. <laughs> to be like to be to be very oh to, my be, to be very honest like, I'm like I'm very surprised that no one lost a life so um not because of safety it's because it's just like they had y'all running around and too much and doing too many it was too many like it, it was just way too much felt like mm-hmm. it was just way too much for six weeks but like it's just very green inside the city yeah and I like seeing how green things are mm-hmm. in that area of the world, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so I really like those two places. Nice. Well, those mm-hmm. seem like really delightful places. I haven't been yet. You know, who knows? But uh, let's go. They sound like <laughs> okay. I was there, and then that's the next time you come visit me, and there will be a humble too. <laughs> Just knock, just check everything off the list the next time I come. <laughs> exactly. See, there we go. We're um, we're accomplishing things together. Yes. I'm living there and you're visiting there. <laughs> well, 
I'm there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> There's a reason Italian food is so well known. It's amazing. <laughs> like no one can deny that Italian food, sure, it may be mm-hmm. the most like overrated for some people or like most comp, but it is good food. Like you can't deny that. It is good food. <laughs> and there, it's so much more about the ingredients and process versus just the final outcome. It was like how things are cooked and who's cooking them and what they're cooking with, what's local, what's, you know, so that was amazing to learn. Like, for example, being Indian and also in the U.S., hot sauce on everything, like chili flakes on everything, so much offense. Like, I learned that. (laughs) Italians cooking. I was like, putting red pepper flakes on my pizza. Why is that bad? (laughs) And it was like, just so fat. like uh, that's taking away from the essence of the food and I was like okay okay so you would try to add like spice yeah, would, or like hot sauce to your food yeah, and they I would mean, get for me, for me true Italian food is a little bland like because okay. I'm used to flavorful right. flavorful cooking so I would yeah do, it was yeah I was I was shamed I was shamed quite a bit for that they also did like a dance for us so they got all dressed up in their traditional um, garb and like did a, like a couple of dances for us. Um, we did something back. I think I can't remember. Did you see? Which was which, but like we did the cha cha slide. I think. <laughs> um, so like one of us had, <laughs> had it on our phones and we had a Bluetooth speaker and like we taught them to do it with us. Um, and then the second year was like right after. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were like racking our brains to think of like what we could do. In Paris, I definitely winged it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a translator book, and that was it. Okay. I tried so hard. French is hard, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. French is difficult. Those R's, man. I'm. Yeah. My, my father is Hispanic. I'm not fluent in Spanish. I can barely speak it. Um, but the R's in Spanish are different from the R's in French. Yeah. In Spanish and French is like, <sighs> yeah, it's in the back of your throat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like they about to cough up some spit. I'm right. just like, oh no. So French, I'm, I never latched on to, and I think that was frustrating for me. And Maui yeah. also was interesting because it um, is definitely, I would say, the island that tourists are excited about. Um, so there's definitely been like a lot of changes to appeal to to tourists in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, like just you're driving on the street and you just see so many signs for luaus and, uh, you know, for just like pe- people wanting an authentic experience without really wanting an authentic experience, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, people <laughs> wanting to say, oh, I went to a luau. So now I know everything about what it means to be like Hawaiian and I wow. understand Hula now. <laughs> Like, no way, no, you do it. It's definitely, you're very far north in Copenhagen, so you do get a lot of sunshine in the Mm. summer. So it was weird to wake up to the sun. Like, like I would be, the sun doesn't really set until, like, midnight. Midnight? Like, it, like, close to midnight. I can't remember exactly the time, oh but it was, like, gosh. really late. I'm like, it's still kind of bright out. And then I remember <laughs> I was laying in bed, and I was like, the sun was coming up. I'm like, what time is it? And it was 4 o'clock. I was like, I'm going to go back to bed. Why is it so bright already? Yeah.
he saved that kid and immediately got French uh, citizenship. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, that's really great. I'm glad he got that. He deserved it. But it's like, man, yo, y'all don't care for us if we're not doing some extraordinary, like, mm-hmm. saving lives and giving you World Cups type things, yeah. you know? Um, and, like, that was, like, that feeling was really heavy when I was there. Like, I really just felt it. And I was like, I was like, man, I want to come back to Paris, but, like, do I like y'all? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Your food's not good. <laughs> and y'all are not nice. So, <laughs> I don't know if I want to come back. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> My experience then was France was more confidential, period. Okay. And we even had the teacher, uh, one of our instructors, tell us, she said, like, um, if you got in a conversation with someone there, uh, you'll get basic information from that person. She Mm -hmm. said, but one time she came to America and she was in the airport and she started talking to someone there and within 20 minutes she knew that whole person. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the whole life story. She knew how many kids they had, brothers and sisters, where they worked, (laughs) da-da-da-da-da. And she said, like, here, people can actually be working with each other for 20 years side by side and they would never know how much each one of them made. Yeah. So that was the one of the biggest difference for us. Okay. There was just so much I wanted to tell her about like who the kind of person that I had become, mm-hmm. how much of it was because of her, like like what I had learned, who I was, and like I just wanted to tell her all the things, and I couldn't. Yeah. I so I would I would just kept telling this person like tell her that I love her, that I missed her, and all these things. We didn't we didn't really have. Uh, actual in-depth conversations because it's you can't really have that when you, when you have to have a translator right. between you two and yeah so it was just yeah I, I'm just hella resentful about mm-hmm. it like time yeah yeah all the time. yeah well I mean I didn't mean to bring down the mood of the conversation no, I just was no, like no, it's fine. I mean that's that's like real that's real stuff that's like real pain and real loss that you're talking Absolutely. about absolutely. Know? Um, no, I'm glad to say it out. Like, I need people to know. I'm mad as hell. <laughs> I mean, I'm mad as hell. Right. Yeah, so there yeah. was a, my family one time in 2002 said, we're going to move to California. There's nothing in Michigan for us. There's a large Afghan population out in California. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, great. Told my teacher they had a party for me. Got home that day from school, and my grandpa and my mom were like, we're not moving. <laughs> I had to go back to school the next day. Um, and my teacher was like, what about the party we just threw? Like, sorry. So there was that one chance in 2002 that we could move. And he's like, the amazing thing about this community um, is that People who in our community who are fortunate enough to be able to get the opportunities to go to school and graduate and get these jobs, like they don't, they don't move away mm. and leave. Maybe they come back and they stay and they make change, right? Um, to make it better for other people that are living there, so that like you know they won't have to go through what you went through type mm-hmm. of mentality. So um, yeah, I was thinking about that a lot because yeah. <laughs> I think at the time I was like. 
I wanted to like leave the States because I didn't want to be here. I wanted to like go abroad and live abroad and, you know, work abroad. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like how things were going here. But then after that, I was like, well, that's true. If I just like leave my country, like where I was born, like life is still going on back there. Mm-hmm. And I was like kind of running off and doing my own thing. So then I was like, huh. So then I thought about that. So now I'm here. <laughs> I'm here back in the Bay. <laughs> themes of Irish literature are death and sickness and actual loss. Like you can't find people mm-hmm. and the sea sweeps them away. And it's just, it was very, very sad. And, yeah. but then on the flip side, coming from such sad souls was this poetry, this love poetry. Mm-hmm. So like to get a very heavy word and then write around it and make it light is very fascinating to me. So I don't know. It was it, it was just the right amount of depression and in love at the same time for me. <laughs> it just kind of moves you through it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's basically what Irish literature did for me. <laughs> it was the sea of depression I needed to wade in. <laughs> wedding in that kitchen and again remember there's no oven like this mm-hmm. is a lot of effort and also I mentioned that there were always people coming to our house yeah. for food well for some reason word got out that I was cooking oh, no. and there were like <laughs> six people in the kitchen and they were all like well he stood you up oh well well at least we can all eat this food and I was just <laughs> embarrassed and the doorbell rang 30 minutes later and he's just smiling right there and I was like you're late. He's like, I'm not late. I'm Spanish. Like, <laughs> that's what he said. And he's like, on top of that, I'm from the south of Spain, where we're really always. This is normal. So again, I should have remembered these messages from Morocco. these lessons from Morocco, yeah. but I didn't. And so, yeah. So he came and had dinner, and the ATM machine ate my debit card. My friends held me down that night, but the next day, everyone was supposed to go to Macau, which is like the Las Vegas of um, Hong Kong, China. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go with them because I didn't have any money. So my mom was giving me the money, and she forgot to put my middle name on the on the account. They was going by the passport. Yep. So the post office was like, nope, we can't do anything. So they advised me to go somewhere else to another Western Union. But when I got to the Western Union, they wasn't trying to give me the money either. But luckily, I don't know what happened. A manager was on site or spoke to a manager. And I guess he like, I was like, you can call the school. I have my college ID. Because mm-hmm. the um, university gave us an ID. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm Aaliyah. Like, I need my money. Like, I only probably had, what, about 50 to 100 Hong Kong dollars left on me. That's no money. Mm-hmm. But I'm on up getting my money at the end yeah. of the day. I went into this one restaurant. Uh, I didn't have my makeup on. I had my pajamas on. I was tired. And they looked at me like, oh my God, what are you, what are you doing in here? Ew. I like doing experiments like this, social experiments. So I went in the next day with my hair up, makeup all together. I had uh, my nice coat on, my nice clothes, my nice shoes, and I went in there looking all sparkly and whatnot. And um, as soon as I walked in, 
hello, how can we help you? What can I do for you? And I thought, oh, you didn't speak to me yesterday. You were quite rude to me yesterday. Oh, oh, that was you? <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> and I, I look like a totally different person, but that was me, honey. You know, so that's why I'm going to send more black right. women to Italy. So I'm going to be like, no, no, we're here. Yeah. We're here. What centered me as well is um, I did capoeira. So for about eight months of the 11 and a half months that I was there, I studied capoeira and about like once a week going to the gym. And that was amazing. Like, I mean, I um, I was definitely not a maestre, which is, you know, a master, but uh, definitely still novice. And, you know, my nickname was macajão, which is Portuguese for like pasta, like macaroni. <laughs> Macaulay Americano, like you know, American pasta, because I'm just long and lanky in that, which I loved, and I still use that as my nickname to this day um, when I'm down there, and it's, I laugh. People are like Macaulay, and I was like, see, especially because my name in Portuguese it's hard to pronounce, like uh, E and A don't really go well, so I would rather you say Macaulay, which I know you can say, and I say it wrong, but you say it right, and. Whenever I'm traveling somewhere, I join like the brothers and sisters of this country group, or I check in like uh, blacks living abroad. And then I just naturally hang out with them. And I'm like, oh, you know, we have a really cool story. I actually never like talk about the podcast. I'm like, oh, like, would you want to be? And they're like, yeah, oh my God, I've always wanted to do this. I'm like, okay, great. And so then we just kind of set up the interview from that. Listen, sis, sis, bro, like we're gonna be family. We're gonna be friends. I don't care if you already got friends. One of my friends, Jonathan, he um, lives in China. He's like, it is not fair that you come here, you sprinkle Tiffany dust, and then you just leave us. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but isn't it great that we now know each other and like we're family and and the same way that you guys welcome me. If you ever wanna, if you always want to go to Greece, just come. You have a place. Like we're family. Especially when they're black expats, they know what it's like to just get into a country and not know anybody, so. Literally don't let them tell you no. Uh, I didn't have the GPA to get in. I think they wanted a 2.8 and my overall is a 2.5 because of those Japanese classes. Uh, you know, my grades were from five years ago. And I just have been working. Yeah. So I wrote them back when they told me, like, unfortunately, you don't have the qualifications. I was like, hold up. You're not going to deny me this. Like, you need to judge me on what I've been doing in these past five years. And what I've been doing is I've been teaching in Korea. I've worked in a mental hospital. I've worked with kids who have autism. And I can give you recommendations from all of those. And so they were just like, okay we're sending it to the department and then the department asked me for a skype interview and then they were like okay we're gonna accept you and so far my grades have been straight b's that's me doing the essay the night before so imagine what i could get but i'd actually done the work on time yeah <laughs> after i got into antarctica i was like oh i'm, I'm done uh because i was hitting two continents uh and then i was like i, I had one more so it was, it was, I was 21. I was on the cusp of hitting two more continents. And I was like, yo, I can do this by 25. And so I just started speaking into existence like it's going to happen. And I mean, I didn't, it didn't feel like anything. I think when I first set the goal, I was like, this is going to be the most amazing thing I'll ever accomplish. And I think it's a blessing that it's, it's not. It's mm. just something else. 
and it's cool to say that I did it. Like it's a, it's a really for me, it's like a really cool humble brag. Um, particularly if it's someone who's like, oh, you probably never heard of this place, and I go, well, actually, Sharon, <laughs> I've been to many places. <laughs> um, but I think for me, it's cool that it's not like the most exciting thing I've done. Hmm. Um, and that makes me happy in a way that I didn't think it would. Since Harbin is so far north, there's a lot of like Russian influence there. So mm-hmm. some of like the the buildings and some of the things that they have there do look more Russian versus like the rest of China. So it's definitely like a unique little, I was gonna say little town, but it's a very big city. Right. Big city. They were really known for this certain type of bread that they had that was that I think had like raisins and things in it, but it was just really sweet and really delicious. And also they had a certain type of um, popsicle there that was like the line for it was always all the way down with locals and foreigners. So I knew it had to be good. It was creamy and tasted like milk, but like in a really like nice and sweet way. Mm. And thinking about it, it's like already making me like my mouth water a little bit. <laughs> I haven't had it in like, well, since I was there and now I'm really like craving it and missing it, but there's no way I could find it here. I mean, I think we can get so caught up in our, our box here in America mm-hmm. um, that we forget that there's so many different ways of living, so many different cultures out there, um, you know, different religions out there, um, music and whatnot. Like, it's it's insane how vast and how diverse this world actually is when it just comes to human beings going out and just kind of understanding how different um, people can be. It's just going to open up um open up the world of your mind in a sense. And it's weird because you're going to find out how different they are, but also how similar they are at the same time. I guarantee you when they stub their toe, they're going to be in the same amount of pain. As they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, hey, what's up, Ty, man? I stubbed my toe the other day, too. You know what I'm saying? You feel the same pain as me, don't you? Right? But they going to speak in Thailand. They going to speak in Thailand. Like, mm, that's the difference right there. I don't know what you're saying. But we both have the same pain, the same pain. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you know, um, I think it really helps you be a little bit more human in a sense. I saw many companies. <laughs> they had daycares for kids. Um, mm. They had a place for you to get married. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. I'm sorry. <laughs> People get married at their workplace? Yes. So there's a, they have a whole system in place so you can they'll officiate it. Uh, they'll, they'll take care of all the like the the catering costs and things like that you get. So basically the whole thought behind this everything that they're doing is they want people to feel at home there and like they can work there as long as they want. I mean, that type of thing is always up for debate too, because uh, we're an industry in general that doesn't have as many regulations because it hasn't been around as long. Like game development is, is pretty new and everybody's still trying to work out a healthy work life balance. So that's an interesting topic that I don't know has a, a best answer, but it's, it was cool to see. Then we went to an interview the fisherman. Then they had to like shell, and then we saw the like conk in its natural form, you know, not cooking it up, just naturally there. I was like, this can't be a snail. Like, snails don't live in the ocean. The next day, I went to Atlantis and um, I ate it in some nachos. Best meal of my life. I'm like, okay, cool, you know, just eating it like it's normal. So I come back and I start my case study, and it was like marine gastropods. And I'm just like, gastropods isn't that like snails and then it was like 
I ate it. I might as well go to France and eat some snails. Like, I'm, a pop, I'm in complete and utter shock. And I'm like, I could have sworn snails don't live in the ocean. And I was like, oh my gosh, Gary from SpongeBob, he live in the sea. <laughs> they look like shrimp when it's cooked. Mm-hmm. A case study took me to. So, I would have never done this case study. I, I would have never known what I was eating. I guess I just always been into like my roots and my culture, which is funny because I don't feel like my family is like that. So I didn't grow up very, you know, some parents are very like Afrocentric mm-hmm. and I don't say celebrating Kwanzaa like that far, but like stuff like that, like it's all about black power. Yeah, my parents are not like that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not even sure where I got this idea that I wanted to go. And I think I even told my grandfather once, I'm going to Africa or we're from Africa. He like, we ain't from Africa. I'm from Arkansas. I'm like, Grandpa, your parents <laughs> came from somewhere. Let him tell he ain't from Africa. And I thought that was just the craziest thing ever because I'm like, no, your parents and their parents came from somewhere and it did not start in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was funny. But Australia people are very nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you asked me what was like one of the best things. So we went to an Australian football game mm-hmm. and some Aussies asked us where something was. And, you know, we, we didn't know, but we pointed them in general direction. And they were so thankful that they invited us back up to their skybox. And they fed us and we watched the game up there and they were explaining things to us. And they took pictures with us and I was like, y'all are so great. I'm going to move here. <laughs> So, um, that was really nice. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Just no one in the United States has ever done that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Down talk to strangers. <laughs> I will speak to my barista or waiters or um, the person, anyone who's helping me, especially in service oriented positions. I always make sure that I speak with anyone that I'm interacting with. And so that sometimes will open up a door in terms of conversation. It's tricky now because I can imagine some of those conversations can be very uncomfortable given how people are perceiving the U.S. and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I have no desire to talk politics at all. That's part of the reason why I want to be abroad for the summer. I want to avoid most of the election season. Be clear about what your boundaries are uh, in terms of what you feel comfortable talking about and discussing. If I'm in, you know, freaking Portugal, I don't want to be talking about election season. I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm away. So that is not what I do. Okay. And that's why I enjoy my trips. Right. <laughs> I, have, I have boundaries. So <laughs> there you go. She came with me to Budapest. Uh, I was like, Dr. Samani is my first time traveling internationally. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, my family has never traveled internationally before. Mm-hmm. So would you be willing to come? And she literally got a plane ticket and came and met me in wow. Budapest. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Good on yeah. her. Like, yeah. you know, just <laughs> dropping everything to go to Budapest with you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, it, 
I, I, I do a lot of firsts in my family. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the first engineer in my family as well, you know. So um, I was excited to be able to relate that experience back to them because I know it would inspire them to do great things themselves. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, the idea of going through customs, like leaving <laughs> the country, yeah. it was uh, <laughs> such a big thing in my mind. It probably was a big thing in my, my mo- mom's mind as well. Like, you know, are you going to be safe? And I think having Dr. Samani with me just kind of aided that idea that I was going to have someone to help me along the way. No, it made me value my education a million times more because being there, I think that's the misconception Mm. a lot of times with these experiences is that like, oh, like I'm going to go in and help these people and make their lives better. But in reality, like they helped me tenfold and made my life so much better. And I was like, if I want to make a meaningful change, like I need to acquire more knowledge. And I definitely think that there are many, many faults with our education system and with the institution of universities, 100,000%. Mm-hmm. But I think the root of it, which is like feeding your brain and learning in a structured environment, I think there's a lot of value in that. And so it just further solidified my desire to learn and to get my degree. So I guess your dad was happy then when you oh, yeah. were like... <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Now he gloats. He will like go out and he's like, yeah, my daughter went to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you didn't even want me to go. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're happy now. Right. Yeah. To serve people from, you know, the same, same region. We're still in Latin America. Mm-hmm. And although we're different countries, like we also have our history, you know, our stories of like agricultural farm work. I only had water every other day. The energy went out in Nicaragua like four days a week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when energy went out, you weren't going to get water if that was your day of getting water. Mm. So making your resources last as well and working with the resources you have available. Yeah. Make you very, you know, very aware is something I carry when I go to New York. Like, oh, that light is on. Why are you even, why why do you have that light on? (laughs) You don't need it to be on. (laughs) <laughs> you know, showers, why are you taking 40 minutes in the shower? You know, why is it so hot? And my family would be like, this was not you. Who are you? This is like, you are a completely different person. And I'm like, well, you know what? In a way it's good because that means I am actually like committed to my growth. I'm committed to changing. Yeah. And you see it. 